as amazing as it seems to me, there may have been some people out there that might not have realized this. And it's at this moment I share with you the following. We're now into Christmas. Some of us may have known that since July, but I digress. This is the Christmas edition of the, the Road to Christmas opening edition of the New Directions podcast. But this Christmas has kind of caught up with us a little bit differently, and I think it has with me too. There's some of the things that, through the years, we have enjoyed as a part of the season. Unfortunately, though, a lot of those have either scaled back or stopped. But with that in mind, it's still true that Christmas is still, as Andy Williams would be singing at this moment, the most wonderful time of the year. He is not wrong. He'd sing it several thousand times a season to illustrate that point. But anyway, he's not wrong. He is very definitely right. We're going to take a look at the first segment on this edition at some of the things that we used to enjoy that don't exist anymore for whatever reason. And I think we're going to explore the one thing that we need to realize. And when I say we, I'll throw myself in here too. And it's that Christmas can still be enjoyed. It's just the road gets reset every single solitary year. The opening of the road to Christmas here for this edition of the New Directions podcast. And we'll go through all of it, starting with segment one on the other side of this break. Well, he's got most of that right. This book, Christmas is all about what Andy just said, just saying. But this commercial is about the last part of that verse that he sang. The tales from the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. This is Terry Runyon from the New Directions podcast here to share with you about my book called Tales from the Road to Christmas. I share with you stories from... Christmas Eves at home and at church. I share with you Christmas memories from visiting Mannheim Steamroller, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and I would not leave out the Oak Ridge Boys. No way. These all add up to Christmas memories that I have personally enjoyed. And I will give you a little bit of a hint if you're interested in getting this book, and that is there is one Christmas song that I mention quite a bit. It pops up about three or four times, and I'll leave you, for those of you who have not read the book, to guess what it is. The book is called Tales from the Road to Christmas. It is available online from Amazon. You could log on to Terry's Bookstore on Facebook to get to it. 
oftentimes we take a look at this season of the year called Christmas. And we look at it from a very frustrating angle. We wonder where the heck is ours. This song was from a cartoon remake, the remake from the original cartoon, that I think in the frustrated states that we can get in, especially in this world today, we find ourselves asking this very question. The question is, where are you Christmas? The lady that's going to help us maybe possibly explore that? None other than Faith Hill.
if we were to believe the retail outlets that we have out there, Christmas would be already in full swing. And I've personally been in retail, in some retail capacity, for a little over 30 years. There used to be a time when you could find certain things that entertained you this time of the year. And me, it was easy. In 2007, the original Road to Christmas that I had had as their double highlights the Oak Ridge Boys and Mannheim Steamroller. Both of which I saw, well, I beg your pardon, wrong. I saw, excuse me, the Oaks at the Performing Arts Center in Topeka. Mannheim at the now T-Mobile Center. The 2015 road brought the two of them back together again, only this time in the same spot, different nights. Now, I can't speak for the way other people feel with regard to Christmas. I know I can't. But I think what is really... And I discovered this with me not too terribly long ago. I discovered that the reason why I'm kind of looking at this a little differently is because the outlets that I normally would have expected to go enjoy the season aren't there anymore. The Oaks will not be at the Performing Arts Center in Topeka. They won't be in Topeka at all. As you know from a few months back, they're on their farewell tour. Mannheim Steamroller, however, is going to be at the theater that I used to refer to as the Kansas Expo Center, also in Topeka. And that's going to happen on the 10th of December. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's the most frustrating story of all. Gayla and I have seen these guys at least one time, maybe two. And I saw them at another date as well. They're very, very good. They're very talented. And I think their hit song, the one that I like the best, I'm going to use to get us out of here for this show. But what's frustrating to me, I'm not going to go into ticket prices, not what they are specifically. But let me say this much. It feels like you have to get a second or third mortgage to even have a chance to see these guys. And when entertainment resorts to that, I'm sorry, but that bothers me. Is there a Christmas? You bet there is. Will it be a wonderful time of the year? If Andy Williams sings it, you better believe it. But trying to find the entertainment, there will be work, obviously. You can't get around the work, and I know that. But 
you can't you can't just do work. I felt like I lost a season some time ago when all I did was do work. The one thing that I'm personally hoping hoping for, and I'll say a personal prayer to close out this segment, is a little better balance between the work and the fun. There's a lot that needs to be done on both sides, and I realize that. I just wish to have a better balance than that. I do enjoy Christmas. There's one particular story that I will share with you, and it is in the book. You might have already bought the book and read this part of it. I'll share it with you just off the top of my head. One day in around 2006, I believe, I had a conversation with God who had said to me, and this is my belief, okay, that I had not been able to enjoy Christmas like I should. And I firmly believe that he was the one who who started, who, excuse me, yes, he did start the road to Christmas. He's the one who designed it, and I've had several roads since then. They all end up in the same spot. That spot known as Bethlehem. And we'll talk about that as we go along for this Christmas edition of the podcast. Editions, rather. As I said, I'm going to end this segment. I'm actually going to do two things. One end the segment with a personal prayer. And then I'm going to throw in an extra song that will really end this segment from Bing Crosby and David Bowie. And they took a couple of songs and turned them into classics. And I want you to hear it to kind of close out the segment also. The spoken segment, where else should it go to? It's to the Lord. Would you join me in prayer? Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, I thank you for bringing us to another road to Christmas. On a personal note, thank you for getting me through the year and making it extra special. Thank you for the fact that I am one of your children. Forgive me where I did fail you. But I pray, Lord, that you'll open the door not only for myself, but also for others that may be hurting, frustrated, whatever word you want to use for this upcoming Christmas. And help us to lighten our loads. Help us to take a moment to really sit back and let us experience what this Christmas should be all about. Help us to slow down and take these opportunities between now and December the 25th to really enjoy it. And be with this show and for our next segment, which I will detail after our conversation. We will continue, by the way. 
thank you again for opening our eyes and opening once again another road to Christmas. Thank you for the true reason for the season, the birth of a king in Bethlehem named Jesus. Amen. I felt kind of moved to play this one. I'm going to throw one in right now. It is a classic. It gives us something to kind of sit back and listen to. From Mr. Crosby and Mr. Bowie. Just a moment here. We've got a few seconds to kill. Just a second. Here we go. Just a second. Three, two, one. Liftoff. Here are Ming Crosby and David Bowie. No, I did not want that one. I wanted this one. Hang on. Just a second. Here we go. The wonders of technology, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado. sliding down the chimney. What? I was just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> Actually, uh, our family do most of the things that other families do. We sing the same songs. Yeah. I even have a go at White Christmas. You do, huh? And this one. This is my son's favourite. Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing. See, our finest gifts we bring for 
We'll open the road on the other side of this break. They're on their farewell tour. They're heading into the Christmas portion. It'll end sometime next year. I will be following this tour as it continues across the country. Give you updates as we go along. And when the day does come that they do decide to hang it up, you're going to hear it here first. The Oak Ridge Boys Farewell Tour to be covered very, very heavily right here on the New Directions podcast. Okay, folks, the construction barrels are coming off. The blocking, the blocking is done. We're going to open it. Here are the Oak Ridge Boys. Chilling, we'll frolic and play the Eskimo way. 
from 2002, the Mighty Oak Ridge Boys with Winter Wonderland. Play a little bit of kind of a classic song of sorts from the soundtrack to the movie Charlie Brown, to the cartoon show, rather, Charlie Brown Christmas. Believe it or not, folks, Christmas time is here. Something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents, like sending Christmas cards, and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Baby Lucy's right. Along the Charlie Brown tour, I'll be sure that Charlie Brown is Maybe in a lot of ways, we feel similar to the way Charlie feels. There was a TV Guide show description that I remember reading one year for Charlie Brown Christmas. The words that I remember reading were these, Charlie is upset about the holidays commercialism. And I'd be willing to bet you that if you lined people up and talk to them about Christmas, I think they'd say the same thing. Honestly, I don't think they're wrong. It has been too commercialized. I want to close out this segment with the man who I, I, um, whose stories I played quite a bit last season, want to do so again this. I found an interesting one. This is called Log Burning on Christmas Day. Hello, Americans. His name is Paul Harvey. Lawrence. 
story. Fire. In the Bible of God and the Bibles of science, fire is a harbinger, sustainer, destroyer, witness to the beginning, means to the end. Fire, so deeply embedded in our past, is the taming of flame that it predates our very species. For paleontologists amid the fossilized remnants of northern Greece and southern Africa have discovered evidence that Homo erectus, direct predecessor of Homo sapiens, tended fires more than a million years ago. Hundreds of thousands of years would pass before proof arose of humankind actually kindling fire. And yet so compelled were our ancestors by its essence that they apparently seized every opportunity to contain and to nurture the embers of any naturally occurring blaze. Fire was the first natural phenomenon which people learned to control reversibly, to stoke, to dampen, to re-enliven. Even before its culinary potential was realized, it comforted the primitive, kept insects away, kept predators at bay, provided heat in the chill and light in the night, and a logical gathering place for a race that would grow great through community. For as language developed, the fire was ritually encircled by the telling of stories and the sharing of wisdom. Indeed, for the druid, the Boy Scout, what more magnificent skill than to kindle a fire? Understandably, as the ancients struggled to comprehend their place in the universe, and more specifically, as they reached out in the infinite darkness for protection, for guidance, glorious, mysterious fire became a focus of worship. In cultures across the globe, gods and goddesses governed it. The concepts of perpetual and peripatetic and ceremonially extinguished flame recurred in religion and in tradition, in the Asian altars of Zoroaster, in Russian and Hindu marriages, in the Hebrew festival of lights, in the Olympic torch, in birthday candles. No Viking conquest would be complete without the shooting of flaming arrows or the bearing of a fire through the newly conquered land. The hearth came to symbolize familial and communal well-being from the altar of Hestia at Delphi to the campfires of North America. Such is the lure of the flame, its power to incite and to inspire and to reassure, to warm us in every way from the dawn of our times on earth. In which regard, nothing has changed. For Christmas Day 2001, 15 weeks precisely following the demoralizing attack on Manhattan's World Trade Center. From 8 in the morning until 10 in the morning, something was broadcast on New York City's local television channel 11, WPIX, which outrated everything else in its time period. It outrated the Today Show. It outrated Good Morning America. It outrated Regis and Kelly. Everything. What that station aired during those two hours was a log burning in a fireplace. No talk, no music, just a camera staring into a heart. For may it be said that in the wake of one searing September 11, New Yorkers huddled around a ceremonial fire and their tribe was healed, was whole, was one again. Because now you know the rest of the story. And that log has become also a part of Fox 4's programming. You turn it on on Christmas morning, turn on 4, that is, on Christmas morning, you'll see the log. A symbol burning on Christmas Day. A symbol, perhaps, of peace on earth.
Paul will be a part of our broadcasts all the way through Christmas. A look ahead to our next edition of the podcast right after this. As we all know, Kansas City is barbecue country. I had a chance to eat recently from a food truck that has some has a very, very unique method of handling barbecue, and I want to tell you about it. This is Terry Runyon from the New Directions Podcast, here to tell you about Too Hot to Handle Barbecue. Their food truck is mainly located in Kansas City, Kansas, but they will do catering for you and serve a very, very good selection of food from their truck. I had a chance to try the pulled pork, had a chance to try the chicken also, both of which are very good. They have the rest of the barbecue fare as well. If you want to have some catering done by these folks, give them a call. I'm sure they'll be glad to do something like that for you. They have superior service, personalized attention, and they start with the simple idea of bringing the best from us to you. Reach out today to schedule your event. If you have an event and would like to have a, a good food truck provide the food for you, I would say give Too Hot to Handle Barbecue a call at 913-396-1762 or go to Too Hot to Handle, that's the number two, hot number two handle barbecue.com you my friend will be very glad you did one of the things that I've had an infatuation for pretty much all my life they have been cats I would always want to see anything anywhere that had a cat on the front there was one particular shop that is no longer around that filled the bill for me just fine. It was a drugstore that had been famous in the late 60s and early 70s. And next time on the podcast, we're going to take a look back at this store, this store which is called Katz, K-A-T-Z. It was a multi-level drugstore, and... I always like seeing the cats. I don't, <laughs> I couldn't explain. As a kid, I might have been a bit weird, but in any case, there was a local area website that had information on this particular, the history of this particular store. And I thought it was interesting. I'm going to share it with you next time. The history of Cat's Drug Store, right here on the New Directions podcast. The road's open. It's The fun is still out there. We still have the chances to do things that we want to do. Work, of course, is still important. Have to keep money, money in the bank and food on the table. I get that. But Christmas is out there. And one way or another, we, and I'll put me in with you, need to take time to really enjoy it. And I make you this promise as your host. I will do what I can this season 
to bring the fun into it, one way or another. And on that note, that's going to wind things up for this week's edition of the New Directions Podcast. Thank you for being with me as always. We will see you next week from the Cat's Drugstore. Until then, cost too much to see them at uh, T-Mobile Center, so I'm going to play their song here to get us out of here, Trans-Siberian Orchestra with Christmas Cannon. Oh